Shaka's corner, zero! Goal given! Wow! A game of margins, a game of thrills! This is the second part of On the Mic, uh, Pressing Matters, where we discuss Chelsea versus Liverpool uh, that happened on Sunday, and then we'll get uh, a bit into detail about Frank Lampard and how he's done so far at the club. Uh, I'm here with Jawad Nasser. Uh, I'm pleased that he's joined us here for the second part. He's been a Chelsea fan all his life and his insight into the game is something that I really look forward to discussing. Uh, first off, Jawad, did Chelsea deserve a draw at least? Because the XG says that they deserve something more from the game. They had an XG of 1.71, Liverpool had an XG of 1.10 and Lampard came out and said that Chelsea probably deserved something more from the game. Mm. <clears throat> Do you agree? Uh, do you think they deserve to win even? Uh, I think they deserve to draw at least. I don't think a win would have been a bit too far-fetched after the first half performance. Uh, I think this was the first match where Chelsea actually played well in the second half. And that itself is a fact that Chelsea actually deserved to draw. Uh, the way the team responded and the way the team pressed high and pressed forward with so much energy, it looked like Liverpool was actually tired. So Lampard was right in saying so. But uh, I still feel that this is a very big missed opportunity for the club. and But there's a lot of positives to take. Yeah, I think I think that's something that we'll get into more detail uh, about in a, just a bit about how Chelsea are progressing and how there have been a lot of positives to take. But one thing that I really found uh, which was good for Chelsea fans was that Kante and Jorginho were playing together, I think, for the first time over the course of 90 minutes this season. And their chemistry looked really better in a sort of a... when the two played together in a sort of a double pivot because Kovacic was the more advanced player forward. He was mm -hmm. the one who was going uh, and linking up play in the third, uh, in the final third at least. And Kante or Jorginho were really good. Uh, Jorginho, I think, was Chelsea's best player in the first half. Mm -hmm. Kante was their best player in the second half. Mm -hmm. And just a bit about Kante, man. I mean, he is such a world-class player. And by that, I mean, people generally talk about Kante and they say, oh, he's a great tackler, he's a great engine. But Kante on the ball, Kante is so underrated on the ball. I've always said that Kante is really, really good on the ball. I actually actually supported Maurizio Sarri for moving him mm -hmm. further forward because the Jorginho role is something that Kante couldn't play in the way that Sarri wanted. Mm -hmm. And but Kante could also do a job further forward as a box to box box to box mm. midfielder. And now it seems like Frank Lampard has done exactly what Sari did, mm. which Chelsea fans called him out for. Uh, he's playing Jorginho slightly deeper. He's playing Kante more forward. Mm. And as we saw in this uh, in the in Kante's goal, he is just amazing. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean uh, his ability on the ball is unquestionable. A lot of people think that the way he runs, the way he dribbles that he probably is not good when he's carrying the ball forward, but he has so much pace. He, the pace reminds me of Ramirez. The That's tenacity, actually a good, good The comparison. tenacity reminds me of Michael Essien, how Essien used to drive box to box. And his uh, tackling reminds me of Claude Makaleli. Claude so Makaleli. Uh, so so he, he's, a, he's a complete midfielder, in my opinion. The only aspect of his game, which I frankly believe is the final pass. He doesn't have that killer pass in the locker that probably Jorginho I mean, or Kovacic do. If he had that, he'd... Probably He'd be. probably be up there. But then again, I mean, he is underrated. Uh, Definitely. Criminally underrated. Uh, he is an incredible player. And I feel that you you would think that he's coming back from an injury. He hasn't played the last few games. Uh, he would be a little off pace. But a, a player of his class... Kant is never off pace. <laughs> yeah, a player of his class. I mean, he turned up. 
and the goal he scored was just mind bending yeah I you mean, don't you don't there was something that you expect from iniesta say yeah. he drip, like he carries the ball he turns yeah. he goes inside yeah. and then he has the the audacity to toe poke it into the top right corner yeah. in front of a, I a mean, huge I mean, Virgil van Dijk. You, you have Virgil van Dijk and Joel Matip trying to close him down. You have two midfielders closing him down from the, the other side. The gap between Adrian's hands and that top. That was a postage stamp. That was like Alexander-Arnold's free kick. Yeah, definitely. But in motion. And that that goal was phenomenal. But I mean, that just underlines that player's importance for Chelsea. And I think that's one challenge that Frank Lampard is going... And actually, the board itself is going to have next season is to keep hold of this guy. Because uh, he will have other clubs circling around his head like vultures. I mean, that's one thing that you can expect from Conte is that his head won't turn because of the money or because of anything of the sort. Uh, Because of the kind of person he is by all accounts. But at the same time, Chelsea really need to show everyone, even the fans and Conte, that they're going somewhere. And speaking of uh, progress in a holistic sense, I think Liverpool probably didn't deserve to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are the type of games that champions win that potential mm-hmm. champions grind yeah. out you're not at your best you're yeah. not at your fluent lethal best but you still grind it out you play smart you know mm-hmm. when to throw it out you know when to time waste mm-hmm. all these sorts of things are something that Liverpool have acquired under Jurgen Klopp over time mm-hmm. so the Liverpool of the pa- of two years ago wouldn't have won this match they probably they definitely have, have drawn or even yeah. lost this match yeah. Yeah. but now Liverpool have won and they have consistently develop this habit of being as Klopp terms them mentality monsters or mm. being so mature that even the most daunting tasks or even the most daunting rounds mm. or even the, the constant bombardment by uh, opposition by players and, or by pressing yeah. it does not mm. uh, you know concern them in the slightest and they still get the job done uh, and they're really smart about it and this kind of progression is something that you see over the course of seasons as your uh, as your group of players become more mature they become more confident in not only their abilities but in the abilities of others around them they start mm-hmm. to trust their teammates more mm-hmm. and this is something that chelsea and chelsea fans have something to look forward to so hugely because exactly they have frank lampard who is progressing as a young manager and they have a team that is progressing and that is very young as well and speaking of progression uh, under lampard so far specifically what do you think, how do you think his, for example, his first game, you saw some of the signs that mm-hmm. on the counter they got absolutely thrashed mm-hmm. against United. Yeah. And United aren't that great, to be honest. Uh, and now you see those gaps closing and you see Chelsea mm-hmm. improving. So how would you assess his opening six or seven games, however long it's been? Um, I think it's evolutionary. I mean, with time, he's rectifying the mistakes. That shows his creds as a manager as well. I mean, I think the best aspect about Lampard being a manager so far is his flex- flexibility. Sari was not flexible. Yeah, uh, that's the main Lampard thing. Lampard switched to him. a back three the last two games and it worked fine. I mean, except the last one. But I mean, they did fine in the last uh, in, in the last two games before Liverpool. Uh, but the thing is that Lampard is flexible. He wants to take some risks and he's assessing the situation and the opponents. And then he goes to field such a team. One thing that I feel that uh, the next few games will actually underline is that Chelsea does not have a full-strength squad right now. Loftus-Cheek is out. Hudson-Odoi is almost back in. Reese James, someone who's been so hyped and who was Wigan's best player last season, uh, he's coming back soon. Rudiger. And, of course, Rudiger. That's one aspect I want to talk about as well, leadership at the back, because that's not there. That's one of the reasons why we're leaking so many goals. So, the only way is up. And it's exciting, I mean, as a Chelsea fan personally. I would say it's such an exciting time to be a Chelsea fan because yes, fine, we're not getting the right results, 
but uh, the next few games and the next the whole season actually this is going to set the tone just like Jurgen Klopp did uh you were talking about them being mentality monsters they weren't mentality monsters 2 years ago absolutely they weren't and in his first yeah. season i remember sorry mm-hmm. for cutting yeah, you no off problem. but in his first season when he came mid season you saw a lot of the things that you see with chelsea right now games were highly entertaining yeah they were like basketball matches at times crazy pressing crazy pressing yeah. crazy yeah. you going at it for mm-hmm. like and maybe then just falling short in the last mm-hmm. 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. uh but and they were great results i remember beating man city 4-1 at the etihad in one of the mm-hmm. first few games of klopp's in charge and then there were really bad games as well so there was a lack of consistency there were ups and downs mm-hmm. and you you knew that this team he would turn it into something really good mm-hmm. and it would take time but the signs were there and the signs are definitely there for lampard he's showing and he's proving that he's a very intelligent man i remember reading about his iq being one of the highest in football yeah. and mm-hmm. he definitely came across as very intelligent whenever he came on monday night football mm-hmm. or sky sports with uh, carrigan and neville and he's very like you said adaptive and responsive in terms of learning from mistakes mm-hmm. so like i said the first few games at least there were huge gaps uh, leicester versus chelsea yeah. uh, leicester scored because chelsea had like this huge gaping hole in midfield mm-hmm. and against united as well you got caught on the <clears> counter <throat> he's fixed that there wasn't yeah. that sort of space or else liverpool would have butchered yeah. chelsea yeah. and he's also you know trying to uh, get more passing part pa- passing part patterns into play sorry about that uh, from, by uh, you know uh, contributing on the right side more because you see that aspilicueta mm-hmm. even though he's not the one who bombs up and down the most in his age mm-hmm. but his early crosses are really good oh yeah and frank lampard if he had one thing that was absolutely world class beyond doubt from anyone else that i've ever seen especially in midfield it was his late runs into the box yeah. and his movement inside mm-hmm. that and he's showing that exactly he's showing exactly how to do that to mason mount tammy abraham mm-hmm. and these players are learning from mm-hmm. the best in the business as far as that that yeah. that goes Yeah I mean uh he's a great uh, mentor for these young players someone might uh, I mean I read a lot of tweets on Twitter people saying that yes he's biased towards the English talent uh towards or uh, Tomori Mount and Abraham there is a lot but, of shit on Twitter Yeah but then again I mean it's sort of justified he has put his faith in such youngsters the the kind of faith that very few managers at Chelsea so I think Lampard's tenure if I can actually you know talk about his tenure as a whole and what I see it's going to test the patience of not the fans the fans will be patient with him this time it's going to test the patience of the board and uh, this is going to be something very interesting it's either make or break for chelsea i mean if there's going to be a run of bad results few more losses down the road chelsea falling into the into the bottom half of the table and what not oh and coming close to relegation what not that's where the patience of the board is going to be tested and that's where the real medal of chelsea football club is going to come in because then we are actually going to see that okay are they a club that's going to look into the long term yeah are they, they just, in full time or are they, or, are they are there half measures yeah, or are they or are they going to be having half measures or just thinking half big solutions that are just going to win them, win them a silverware or two or in the next two piece the fans were bringing lampard yeah. but not going fully in so lamp uh, claw for example uh, came eighth in his first season yeah eighth was not if if lampard comes eighth i'm pretty sure if the board is only thinking short term they're going to be like hey, yeah, we're not really sure about that but at the same time the signs are really there that chelsea have something to build on so much and i i will be the first to admit i was kind of wrong about lampard and chelsea at the start of the season uh sure he's not he didn't have an amazing season at derby and i wasn't really sure so my main problem was that he hasn't proven himself enough, enough. 
to come to Chelsea. He is yeah. definitely maybe a great a manager. Champions League yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. So and the way they wanted to progress, they wanted to mm. get in the top four consistently mm. and challenge in the Champions League. I wasn't really sure he'd proven yeah. himself to be that. But at the same time, Chelsea's priorities have on the face of it have changed mm. i don't know if, if the board's priorities have changed abraham which you never know with him yeah. but at the same time you think that they are moving into a more project oriented uh, solution in which you have a manager who's coming in yeah. uh, with a really young core group of players mm. and he one of the i think one of the performance indicators of his so far has been that he has promoted youth and brought them in yeah. uh, and he's brought these players who by the way Chelsea were largely laughed at for having like 50 players on loan yeah. but some of them are so good like Tomori like Reese James mm. for example and then you have Abraham Abraham mm. scoring so much in, yeah. like in the Premier League so far and then Mason Mount mm. these players a young core imagine them in 3-4 years and under Lampard from the academy too yeah and that so. is something that is that's going to please Abramovich so much but the worst thing he can do is pull the plug on this thing yeah. if it goes wrong for like one season yeah. Mourinho said something yesterday Mourinho was like fine I mean Chelsea put in a very hearted performance in the last half or what not but uh, if you're a top manager of a top team and you want a winning, winning mentality then this won't suffice you know eking out uh, losses 2-1 and oh we played really good in the second half and people really applauding you I mean Chelsea fans were applauding Lampard's team at the end but Mourinho said that this won't cut it and there is partial truth truth in that because Chelsea need to keep mind of how they're a top table top tier club and not a mid table club. That's the main difference that Mourinho was trying to outline. So Lampard has a lot on his on his shoulders, resting on his shoulders right now. But the best part is that if he manages to make this foundation and these young players actually come of age, eventually he has something that is really good and he has potential million 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 pound players on hand. I mean, these players especially Loftus Cheek and uh, Hudson yeah. Boy. I mean, these these players are technically gifted. You have you have the Aiden Hazards of uh, you know on the wing, but these guys they're very Aiden good. Hazard started off like a youngster in one. Yeah. Like maybe Hudson Odoi can go go on and, and be maybe one he can. Them. I mean, they're all technically gifted players. Chelsea hasn't had a technically gifted player like that since Joe Cole. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, that's about time that Chelsea actually got some good players in. Uh, Kovacic is good, but even yesterday I felt that Kovacic was hurried off the ball very easily. Kovacic is not but there long term. I don't see it. He's a short term solution for the next two years. Maybe he's going to be a squad player and whatnot. But I just feel that the main issue that Lampard needs to solve right now is the lack of leadership in the back. Uh, and how do you how how will that happen? Just Rudiger coming in or coaching Timuri and I, the other players? I, I think coaching is something that's going to take some time, maybe a few seasons. But uh, Tomori is someone that who's not a leader right now, but he has the potential. But I think for this season and the next, uh, since David Luiz was asked to leave, uh, Rudiger coming in might actually solve some of the problem. But Chelsea might need to sign a defender. Yeah, uh, just to be the coordinator and just, be the sort of yeah. job the guy John Terry was. For someone example. needs to orchestrate the back because they're leaking too many goals. Kurt Zuma is a little too well disciplined. Definitely, uh, Christensen uh, he's got injured again, uh, inconsistent a bit. Tomori was phenomenal. Uh, I was surprised at how he outpaced Salah. I mean, I was not expecting that in a, no in a couple of times. Yeah, and uh, I think that's that's where the whole uh, aspect comes in of balancing the team. So it will take a little bit of time. I think a transfer window or two. Hopefully, the ban gets lifted, and then maybe something can actually work out. Speaking of balance, uh, it's actually very interesting regarding what Mourinho said about them trying like constantly that they should remember that they're a top tier team and they should act like that and grind out results and not be you know get get used to being lauded for yeah. losing 2-1 
but it's i think it's a very fine line it's a balancing act for lampard at least in terms of how he manages expectations mm. that okay we're a top level club we have to act like that but at the same time let's not get ahead of ourselves things are not great yeah they are in transition mm. and you shouldn't expect more of this team yeah. of this young group of players of me because that could be counterproductive yeah. because if you put too much pressure on someone in, on a young team and if you if for example okay the fans won't obviously but if the board mm-hmm. behind closed doors like man i don't know what's where happening results, yeah, yeah where are the results you act you should act yeah. like a top team yeah that won't go well so i think it's a very fine line that lampard and mm-hmm. this is these are the multifaceted aspects of management that one has to learn yeah. along the way but i think one thing that lampard shown for sure is that he is someone who is highly adaptive and highly smart about yeah. how he goes in terms of learning new things and progressing and jurgen klopp uh, had high praise for him and he doesn't say that a lot for men i mean he's a polite man so he says a few good yeah. words about everyone like, okay kiki sancho store is very yeah. good guy yeah but for lampard he said that he's i really hold him in high, uh, high regard i think he's a great manager and he might well go on to become a really really great manager for chelsea and for generally as well and it's certainly looking that way but i mean abramovich chelsea fans chelsea fans don't guy. know yeah. i mean it's the same problem i had when they appointed sari sari is a project manager yeah. i mean people some people might not agree but sari's project took time at empoli it took time at napoli mm. and then once it gets going it's something great yeah. okay it fell short <coughs> chelsea for a few reasons uh summer size yeah summer size yeah. fall somewhere it didn't just it doesn't fit mm. but they got him in and that showed a sign of intent that they wanted to carry on in a separate way in a different way not the chelsea way of sacking someone mid season yeah. because they were second mm-hmm. and then bring goose hitting ko phone chala jata yeah. uh, the goose usual. come in and clean up yeah. the mess uh, so but then again then they changed like okay sorry went but mm-hmm. things weren't ideal for him to continue yeah. there was like okay chale jao mm-hmm. and now lampard's in and do you think abramovich has finally turned a corner in terms of wanting s- overnight success can he bear a season of pure transition i think it's too early to say uh i think it's a very it's going to be again it's a season that's going to test everyone's patience uh marina's patience uh bramovich's patience so i think it's way too early to say maybe after december i might be able to answer that more clearly because right now the team is playing happily the the coaching staff they're mostly chelsea players ex chelsea players so they love the club hilario's so, been there forever <laughs> yeah hilario's been there forever i mean lampard's there yeah exactly although he was on the bench <laughs> but still i mean you have you have coaches you have the coaching staff who actually care about the club so there's this emotional aspect over there as well the fans know this as well and these are not old old players like so you these are just players of the recent Fra- you, can't, you can't just sack frank lampard you can't sack him that easily i mean he has shown the creds given the football they play fine it's all about the w's and l's but at the end of the day if they're showing some promise you have to give them credit and i feel the board is going to back lampard at least till mid season if things don't turn around till then and if shit actually hits the fan then we're going to have some very interesting times ahead because i personally wouldn't want to see frank lampard get sacked because he's probably one of my most favorite players ever but then again uh they're going to look at what's best for the club what's commercially best as well so commercial success is there for the for the club they need that but at the same time they need to have success on the pitch as well yeah i think that's 
one balancing act that yeah. which has tried to play with for the entire time he's been at Chelsea mm-hmm. sometimes he's fallen short but hey he can always turn around and say I've gotten you to this with my approach mm-hmm. so just sit tight and maybe you like you'll definitely win more trophies yeah. but then again that might mean sacrificing a club legend and turning the fans against yeah. you I mean it's just been six games so I mean there is a lot of promise uh, if they do well in the FA Cup the League Cup uh that's going to be an impetus for Chelsea to actually believe the board to believe that okay this guy can actually do something that's silverware people call it a mickey mouse trophy and what no no it's definitely but, really important yeah. jurgen klopp i keep coming back to this because there are a lot of similarities but he went to the carling cup final uh, in his first season lost to man city on penalties but that showed people that hey this that guy this team about can yeah, silverware. they can do something yeah because it's all about the silverware at the end of the day so if the team is actually serious about that maybe something can work out and the indications are there uh it's again too early to say we're waiting for the fit players to come back emerson got injured christensen got injured there's a bit of a problem at the back but chelsea has some good players that are coming back in very soon and that will actually help help the board gauge and the fans gauge that how far can this team actually go one little problem that i've had actually as of late is about how pulisic isn't playing uh lampard isn't giving enough time to him i, I mean, think i heard that there's a problem with how he is off the ball in terms of pressing and yeah his so his the, movement off the yeah. ball i mean uh i mean but then again i f- i still feel it was a lost opportunity yesterday william is too one dimensional these are things i think even the last two managers were not able to see about william yeah i don't Boy, know how he keeps getting away with i it. just don't know chelsea man. fans I mean, hate him i mean I hate mean, is a strong word but hate is a strong word but i mean I, i it's just frustrating seeing him sometimes he's like john obi mikel but just faster i mean he just stops <laughs> on the ball and then just thinks what to do and then boom he's try, try there's this forward. really great flick sometimes you're like wow man yeah. this guy can play and he's the william of old for the from that one season yeah. under mourinho uh, and then he just does something that's really outrageous oh, yeah i mean uh, the, he's a, he's a bit of a problem i think uh, i mean i hope pulisic actually pulls through he's a good player he caused liverpool tremendous problems yeah, in the super cup in the super cup uh, people were actually frustrated that liverpool were playing with a with a bit of a high press there was a lot of space on the back maybe pulisic could have run off Ar- 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 alexander arnold or something but Uh, Lampard didn't use him. So again, these are aspects. These are little nicks in the armor that will actually be ironed out with time. Lampard will actually do that. Let's hope so. These are definitely exciting times to be a Chelsea fan. Uh, I, for one, see my prediction changing from the start of the season. I said Chelsea would come fifth uh, and Arsenal would come fourth. I mean, my prediction hasn't completely changed, but I just think Arsenal are on an implosion mission for I some mean, reason. I mean, I don't know what they yeah, want. And I think they're going to... It's going to be between them and Chelsea... uh for fourth spot and it's going to be down to who's going to mess yeah. up less yeah. uh, united or let's not just let's not talk so about that so who are your top four number 3 is starting uh, i can't pick between man city is going to win the title i mean even though i'm a liverpool fan really? i can't really yeah it, it's they're going to go on this mad 20 game run and anything liverpool is going to bottle it after some time it's, it's not <laughs> bottling i mean <laughs> let's hope they don't bottle it i mean i actually would like to see liverpool win the premier league Because I'm, I'm sort of I mean, sick of seeing uh, Man City win as a yeah, as but a as long as Guardiola's around, I don't think. But as a neutral, I think uh, they play phenomenal so football. It would be so much better. I mean, Liverpool. the way they the way they responded against Watford was just tremendous. I mean, it's an exciting season. There's there's a lot of uh, gaps in terms of points. I mean, Man United is out of the picture. Uh, but so soon. <laughs> so I'm soon. I'm so glad. Yeah, same here. I mean, uh, but then again, yeah, you're right. I mean, Arsenal. You never know. One transfer window might change things for them. you you never know with them i don't know what's going to happen but 
who knows i mean they want emery out they want someone in uh, there's a lot of turmoil going on mm. even at tottenham tottenham are not looking like the tottenham of old so yeah. apart from liverpool and man city there are gaps to be filled and whoever can capitalize the most yeah. is going to be the best of the rest or so to speak whatever it is and uh, thank you so much for coming on no problem. Uh, i hope to see you more on the show uh, thanks for listening please subscribe to our youtube channel this has been pressing matters all brought to you by on the mic until next time allah hafiz